your Bibles this morning to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 18, Acts chapter number 18, and uh, aren't you glad for that old rugged cross and the Savior who willingly, willingly laid his life down uh, so that we might be saved. Uh, I, I say this as sincerely as I can, I feel sorry for people who aren't saved. Uh, they don't know the joy that comes with being saved, the peace that comes with being saved, and uh, we look forward to... Uh, what God does for us this morning. Acts chapter number 18, uh, I'm going to read from verses 7 through 11. And uh, if you're not visiting this morning, you know that I have been uh, preaching from the book of Acts this year as we have set forth as a church uh, to be a church of action. Our theme for the year is Action 18, as you know. And uh, so we are uh, going through the book of Acts, not necessarily uh, verse by verse, but uh, theme by theme, subject by subject, as the Lord impresses a message upon me, I will bring it in tonight, uh, this morning. Uh, I want us to look at verses 7 through 11. Last Sunday morning, if you recall, uh, I preached uh, on Aquila and Priscilla and uh, the example that they had said. And so uh, we find in the midst of Acts chapter 18, beginning with verse number 7, uh, let's, let's follow along with me as I read. And he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice. One that worshiped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. Now, just to remind you, Paul left Athens. He's come to Corinth. He's abiding with Aquila and Priscilla. And uh, then uh, Paul was pressed in the spirit. Uh, he, I, I can't just, he was, he was making tents as a uh, way to uh, provide for himself. And he, he said, I'm not just a tent maker. And so in verse number five, we see that he was pressed in the spirit. So he began to testify the Jews of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, quit, quit depending on the law. Uh, Jesus Christ is that risen Savior. You need to believe in that risen Savior. And verse 6 tells us, When they opposed themselves and blasphemed, uh, he shook his raiment and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth. I will go down to the Gentiles. It wasn't very readily received. And we find this a lot in Paul's preaching which gives me great encouragement as a preacher today, let me tell you. Uh, but then we see in verse number 7, we go right to the verse we already read, he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. This morning, I want to use this passage of Scripture to, to speak on this subject. Things to remember on your missionary journey. Things to remember on your missionary journey. Father, I pray this morning... Uh, that you'll help us from the Word of God. May the Holy Spirit of God have complete liberty this morning. Uh, may He fill me. May He give me the words that He'd have me to say. Uh, may He empower me to do it. Father, I pray to be with a Christian this morning uh, who is struggling, who may be discouraged. May we uh, get some things that'll help us from the Word of God. And uh, certainly, most of all, if there's someone here unsaved, they're uncertain of their eternity, uh, may they realize that there is a perfect Savior, the only begotten Son of God, who willingly gave His life to pay for man's sins. May they believe on Him today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul had been saved on the Damascus Road. We know of his conversion. 
After his salvation, of course, he began to grow as a new creature in Christ. He began to grow uh, as a Christian. Uh, He was that uh, Christian killer. Uh, He was the disruptor of the churches. He was the one who uh, arrested all of those who who had accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and followed him. Jesus uh, had met him on that Damascus road, and and he trusted Christ as his Savior. Isn't it wonderful uh, that God can take a murderer and through salvation uh, cleanse them of all their sins? It doesn't matter how bad you've been. You weren't as bad as the Apostle Paul. And if you were, please don't tell me. You'll make me nervous uh, as I preach this morning. Uh, but, but, but Jesus saves all, can save any old sinner. And uh, Paul is certainly an example of that. And so uh, after he was saved, he began to grow as a Christian. And there are those who helped him in that uh, regard. Uh, but then he was called by God. He was set apart, uh, not just by the church, but set apart by the Holy Ghost of God to go forth and preach the gospel. He is on his missionary journey, if you will. He is, he is going from city to city, town to town, and he is preaching of a risen Savior. He is preaching, uh, you must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, here he is uh, in the midst of uh, just wherever God leads him, he is preaching uh, the gospel. The book of Acts reminds us much of uh, the ministry of the Apostle Paul. But as I think of this, I also think of every Christian, every born-again, blood-washed child of God, you and I, if you're here today, we are on a missionary journey as well. See, what you and I must understand is that as a child of God, uh, we, we are, in God's mind, we are already in heaven with Him. He would love to have us with Him, and one day, He will call us all home to be with Him. But you say, well, if I'm saved and he, has, and he wants me with him, but he has not called me yet to be with him, then what am I doing? What is my purpose here? You and I, it is, spe- it is spelled out for us. We are to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he, we are to be on our own missionary journey. Now this morning, uh, God may not call you and, and take you to Athens and Corinth and all these other places. Uh, he may have you go home to where you abide today and go to work tomorrow and the next day and, and, and the next day and then come to the Wednesday night Bible study on Wednesday night and, and, and come to the Wednesday night Bible study on Wednesday night and then Thursday go, to, go, go back to work and you, you, you live your life but you know every child of God should be on a missionary journey. Who can I influence to set the Lord Jesus Christ? God may not have put you on this planet to ever preach a message from behind a pulpit. He may not put you here to ever sing a, a, a special uh, in a service like this. He may have never put you here to even teach a Sunday school class, but he has put you here and you can influence somebody. You can be an example to somebody. You can win somebody. Every mom and dad, part of your missionary journey is bringing those kids with you every time you come to the house of God. You say, well, my kids are grown. Grab those grandkids. Bribe them if you have to. Bring them to the house of God. We're on a missionary journey. Uh, You go to your places of business. You go out and shopping. So many times we as Christians, we go, yes, because we get tired, and yes, we have our own burdens, and yes, I don't want to go into that that, that place that if I believed in purgatory, I would think it would be purgatory, otherwise known as Walmart. I do not want to go in there. I'm putting my blinders on, and that's always a good thing to do when you're in Walmart. And I'm just getting in and getting out. But friend, you and I must remember we're on a missionary journey. Whose path am I going to cross? 
to allow to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. We also should be serving Christ. We also should be on that missionary journey as we have seen Paul's missionary journey, Paul's travels from city to city, town to town. There have been many, many converts, but they have not always, it has not been a life of ease. I've noticed as I think about all that we've seen so far about the Apostle Paul and what we know about the Apostle Paul, it is true that he faced, Paul faced some personal difficulties. There were personal difficulties that he faced. Personal trials that he faced. Personal infirmities that he dealt with. Friend, he is no different than you and I are in this respect along the way on our missionary journey on planet earth and as we interact with the people that God has placed in our life or will allow us to cross paths with, uh, we're going to face some personal difficulties. Perhaps this morning you're facing some personal difficulties of your own. Let me just help you if I can just for a moment. You're not the first one to face personal difficulties. You will not be the last one to face personal difficulties. And just because you face personal difficulties does not mean that you lay aside your responsibilities as a child of God uh, to be a witness, to be a help, to be an example to this lost world. But he faced personal difficulties. He also faced ministry obstacles. It's wonderful to read about uh, those that were saved under his ministry and saved and uh, as he'd go in and he'd preach it. We know of <clears throat> the beatings. How many times have we read so far or, or it's been in our text Sunday after Sunday of while well, he was in prison or he was beaten and there's more to come. He faced some ministry obstacles. We were very, as a church, we were very involved in ministry as the church, it, it, it provides a place for ministry. Well, I mean, it, I just wish it wasn't so, so hard to uh, face these obstacles as I serve the Lord. Friend, if you're going to serve the Lord, you're going to face some obstacles in ministry. As a church, we're going to face obstacles in ministry. Uh, that's just the reality of it. And, and Paul faced ministry obstacles. I know as a preacher that not everybody's going to like what I preach. Not everybody's going to like what I say. Now, if two or three of you would let me know once in a while that you're okay with me, I'd, be, I'd, I'd feel a little better. But we're going to face some ministry obstacles. Not everybody you try and be a help to and a witness to is going to like it, is going to accept it, is going to thank you for it. There's ministry obstacles. I, I notice also he faced some spiritual valleys. Because of personal difficulties, because of ministry obstacles, don't you think he was a lot like us in the fact that there were some low times in his life? There were low times or spiritual valleys. Don't you like it when it just seems like God has opened up heaven and he's just pouring out blessings? Well, I'm glad one of us or two of us like that. If you haven't experienced it, I recommend you try it once in a while. But you know what I'm talking about. It just seems like God has just been extra good. And by the way, this morning, it, just because you and I aren't in hell, we can never say God's not been good. God has always been good. But sometimes he's just, he's just extra good. 
And it just seems like he's just, show, he's just, he, he's just there with you and you feel his presence. And, and, and every time, uh, the things that you, you, not just, you don't get answers to prayer, not just you labored over, but that just on a, on a passing whim, you say, I'd like to have, and God gives it to you. You know what I'm talking about this morning? When God is just extra good, but that's not always the way it is. There's spiritual valleys when it seems like you ask God and you ask God and you ask God. And, you, and, you, and it's almost like you can't even, you're not even aware of His presence. Spiritual valley. It's discouragement. We find if Paul went through these things on the course of his missionary journey, we can identify with these things on our missionary journey our journey on this life, looking for that next person that I'm supposed to influence, I'm supposed to be an example, I'm supposed to be a testimony, I'm supposed to be a witness to. I believe there are some things that if we can identify with him in those regards, and I believe that we can, I believe from this passage of Scripture, there are some things that you and I need to remember while we are on our missionary journey. Notice with me in verse number 9. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision... Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. That we find God encouraging Paul. Now, friend, if Paul needed to be reminded of some things, don't you think you and I should be reminded of some things? If God said, Here, here's this man that, that I am using in a great way, I'm going to continue to use in a great way, he is going to get the gospel to the Gentile people. I am going to empower him. I am going to, I am going to put, move him exactly where I want him to be so the gospel can get where the gospel needs to. He came to him, and this great preacher, this great man of faith, uh, this great apostle, he's, he, i got to encourage him along the way. And if he had to encourage the apostle Paul, let's just be honest this morning. You and I need encouraging from time to time. And this morning, I want us to notice some things from God's encouragement to Paul that I believe that he will use for you and I this morning to encourage us on our missionary journey. Notice with me, first of all, in verse number 9 again, he says, Be not afraid. You know, sometimes you and I, we just need somebody to remind us that we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be afraid to move forward. We don't need to be afraid to live as a, as a Christian. We don't need to be afraid to be a witness. We don't need to be afraid of the circumstances that we face. Paul, every day, had the wonder, is this the day they're going to throw me in jail and they're never going to let me out? Is this the day they're actually going to take me and they're going to kill me and there's not going to be any way out? But God says, be not afraid. Friend, you ought to open your Bible once in a while and do a study of how many times in Scripture we are reminded to be of good courage. Have no fear. Be not afraid. God does not want you. God does not want me. God does not want any child of His to be afraid. Friend, how in the world, why in the world should we be afraid? Is God not on His throne this morning? Is God not, is God not in control of all things this morning? It's natural for you and I to have fear. It's natural for you and I. It's this old flesh. To, we don't know the answers. We don't know. But be reminded this morning, be not afraid. Do not fear. We've got to remember that. 
on our missionary journey. You've got to remember that when you're, pay, when you're facing your personal difficulty, when you're in that spiritual valley and the devil comes and he, and he whispers in your ear and he makes you afraid. Be not afraid. Don't fear. God is in control. God is in charge of everything. God is, is the Almighty has everything exactly as He would have it. Be not afraid. I often remind many with this and even remind myself of this. The spirit of fear does not come from God. God is never going to speak to you or lead you or move you with fear. The spirit of fear does not come from Him. So if you're afraid to move forward, God's not making you afraid. If you're afraid to face your obstacles, and sometimes we get so paralyzed by what we face along in our life that we say, well, if I just, almost like if I just quit, if I, if I just pretend it's not going to happen, if I, if I pull back, then that fear will be gone. No, friend, you just have to be reminded by God this morning not to be afraid. Don't fear. Keep pressing forward. Be not afraid. Sometimes we as Christians, we act like little children, that two- or three-year-old child. And right now our nurseries are over there with our offices, and depending on the day of the week, you know, which, which is which. And so uh, pretty much every service before the service, I walk through those nurseries. And, um, and of course, I, I, I try and get the kids as riled up as I possibly can for the nursery workers before I leave. And, and I mess with some of the, the kids in there. And, and it's like, oh, pastor's here, pastor's here. And some of them, uh, and you know what I'm talking about, because sometimes I think moms, moms and dads do this at home too. Is they, 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 here comes pastor, he's, he's going to get, and they cover their eyes. And as long as they can't see me, they assume I can't see them. Matter of fact, there's two of you doing that right now. now uh, as long as I don't see them, or as long as they can't see me, they assume I can't see them. How silly that is, how cute that is, as you know, I can still see you just because you can't see me. But you notice how some Christians treat their problems? Well, if I can't see it, it's not really there. Or if I try to run from it, then it'll go away. No, God said, you be faithful. God said, you continue on. If He's put you on a journey, you keep moving forward. If Paul had to be encouraged, you and I have to be encouraged. And the first thing God does to encourage him is he reminds him not to be afraid. Mom and dad, don't be afraid to rear your children according to this book in this day we live in. Don't be afraid to do it. Christian, don't be afraid to be a witness on your job. Don't be afraid to keep your testimony, to have a testimony of being a child of God. Don't be afraid. The second thing we see, he says, but speak and hold not thy peace. Now, I'm going to put this in context because some of you, I don't know, have ever had a problem with speaking and holding not your peace. But he is reminding him, he is telling him, he is urging him, you don't have to be afraid, but go ahead and speak and hold not thy peace. Be a witness. 
Tell of the things that you know. Tell the things that you see. This is, the, this is what, what Paul had to be reminded of. Paul had met Christ on the Damascus Road. Paul had been learned, he had this relationship with God. He had been set apart by the Holy Ghost of God. He had been empowered by the Holy Ghost of God. Uh, he had power that others that did not have. He had a relationship with God. But these pe the people in Athens didn't have that. They had never seen what Paul had seen. These in Corinth didn't have that. And now God is saying, you've got to tell them what you know. And Christian, can I just say to you and I this morning, this world, if they are lost and they've never trusted Christ as their Savior, they don't understand what it's like to be saved. And they're never going to understand until they are saved. But you and I ought to be willing to talk about it. You and I, what'd you do? What'd you do this weekend? Oh, they start talking about I did this and this, and they come to you and say, What'd you do this weekend? Don't say, Oh, I just hung out with the family because technically you did on your church pew. No, I went to church. I went to the house of God, and it encouraged me. It helped me. Matter of fact, let me tell you about my pastor. He's awesome. I mean, let me tell you that he the messages and the preaching and all of this. If you got to lie a little bit, that's okay. No big deal there. Uh, but, but no, you ought to talk about what God is doing for you. You ought to talk about uh, that. They, they see, well, how are you getting through these, these difficulties? Tell them how you got through it. Only by the grace of God have I gotten through it. And God is reminding him, don't be afraid. Talk about the things you're supposed to talk about. Tell them what they need to hear. You and I need to be reminded, if we're not careful, we'll get discouraged. We'll face some obstacles. We'll be in a personal, spiritual valley. Let's be honest, we've all been there. We've been low when it comes to our spiritual life. If we're not careful, we'll let that keep us from talking about how good God has been to us. Be afraid to talk about how good God has been to us. Don't be afraid to speak and hold not thy peace about the things that God has done and God is doing. It says, be not afraid, but in turn, speak. And the truth of the matter is, a lot of times, a lot of times why we don't talk about how good God has been because we're just afraid of what somebody might think. We're afraid of the response we're going to get. Hey, I, I, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I'll never spend a moment in a devil's hell. I'll never know that anguish. I'll never know that pain. I'll never know that discomfort. I'll never know that separation from God. I am saved. I am secure right now. According to Scripture, Jesus himself is preparing my eternal home for me. And that is where I'm going to spend eternity. And if you're saved this morning, that's where you're going to spend an eternity. Have you thought about that lately? How can you not talk about that? How can you not tell other people about that? Well, I'm just having a hard time. Well, let me tell you how you can be helped with that. I think the Lord will remind us and, and have us be reminded this morning that while we're on our missionary journey, don't be afraid to speak. Hold not thy peace, but that which you've seen. I think the greatest witness that somebody can give is their own personal testimony about how God saved them. You know, that'll resonate with people that you talk to. Well, you're, you're, you're different. What, what, what's so different? Well, let me tell you. The only thing different about me is that I, I'm saved. I'm born again. I've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice in verse number 10. 
God reminds him, he says in that first phrase there, for I am with thee. Well, along Paul's journey, what a mighty man of God the Apostle Paul was. He was a great preacher. He had the power of God on his life that you and I can only imagine how God used him. But don't, make, don't, don't, don't lose, lose sight of the fact that he was not only a great preacher, he was not only that great church planner, but Paul was a great Christian. And as a great preacher of the gospel, as a great Christian, God, he, he was a faithful man. How many of us, our first time in prison, our first scourging would have turned back and said, God's not in this. He was a faithful man. But God still found it necessary, still thought it was necessary, in verse number 10, to remind him, for I am with thee. Friend, if God felt it necessary to remind the Apostle Paul, I haven't left you, Paul. I'm still with you, Paul. I think God would... Find it appropriate for your pastor today to remind you, God hasn't left you. You may not be on the spiritual mountaintop this morning, but God's still with you. You may have a broken heart this morning, but God hasn't left you. You may be facing adversity this morning, but God is still with you. You may be enduring a trial this morning, but God wants me to tell you, remind you from Scripture this morning... I am with thee if the great apostle Paul had... See, see, you're not as big of a failure as you let the devil tell you are, tell you you are because you got discouraged, because you're down a little bit, because you're facing things that you don't know. And say, if I was doing everything right, then things like this wouldn't happen. Well, along the path and along the journey of life, on our missionary journey, there are obstacles, there are trials, there are difficulties, there are spiritual valleys, and God wants us to see that just as he has not left the Apostle Paul, he has not left you, he has not left me, and no matter what you're dealing with this morning, I want you to see in verse number 10, for I am with thee. Isn't it wonderful to be reminded that God's with you? I think of the words of the Apostle Paul. One of the epistles, he says, no man stood with me but yet God stood with me. So, Pastor, it's heartbreaking when you have people you love who have served with you or they've, they've been, 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 been with you in, on, on this journey and then they leave and they forsake you. It certainly is. And if you serve God long enough, and if you're faithful long enough, there's going to be family, there's going to be friends that they, they say, I don't want to have a part of this anymore. Or they get discouraged to the point where they turn aside. Or as he writes about Demas having loved this present world, he went back to the world that he was saved from. Along the way, 
all of us are going to experience that. But friend, it'll be different when you wake up and say, they're, they're no longer my companion on this missionary journey, but I can make a promise to you this morning. I cannot promise you that man will not forsake you. I cannot promise you that man will not fail you. I cannot promise you that man will not turn their back on you. But I can make this promise to you this morning. You'll never wake up and God will have forsaken you. You'll never wake up, and God will have turned from you. You'll never wake up when God is not with thee. You, you continue to serve the Lord. You continue to keep your testimony. You continue to be a witness in this lost and wicked world. God is with you. There may be difficulties, there may be hardships, there may be burdens. As a matter of fact, there's going to be all of those things. You may wake up and not just be on fire for God, you may be in a spiritual valley, but God is with you, friend. Don't ever, you can't quit because God hasn't quit on you. You can't turn back because God hasn't, hasn't turned back from you. He reminds Paul, he says, now Paul, for I'm with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. Notice the fourth thing I want you to see this morning. For I have much people in this city. Paul probably had a tendency, as you and I have a tendency, to let the negatives pile up in our mind. I, I can only assume because Paul was a man like you and I, he remembered the beatings. You would. He'd see the scars from the beatings. What were the beatings from? Preaching Jesus Christ. He remembered them. He would recall the things that he endured. He would think of those who had turned aside, turned away. How many times did he have to leave the city he had been preaching in out of fear for his own life because they were going to take his life? You know, if you and I had to think about that on a constant basis, I, I, if I've been preaching this gospel that God has told me to preach, this, that he's put in my heart to preach, and I'd be a beat from it, imprisoned from it. Do you, do you, see, it's not the prison systems we have today. They would literally put you in a hole. You spend a lot of time in those prisons, it, it affects your health. I wonder if he had a hacking cough because of the dampness and the nastiness and the disease and the filth that he would have endured in those prisons. I wonder how many times he recalled that to mind in the darkness of a night. But look what God does for him in verse number 10. He reminds him, for I have much people in this city. Paul, you're not all by yourself. Paul, it is worth it. Paul, it does make a difference. Sometimes, Christian, you and I, we look at our own personal failures, and that's what we remember. We say, oh, pastor, are we the only ones who still 
are trying to stay by the Word of God, and I would think God would remind us along our missionary journey, we're not the last of our kind. We're not the only of our kind. God has much people in this city. You're not by yourself. I'm not by myself. And I believe God is reminding Paul here, hey, there are people uh, who have trusted Christ that you don't even know have trusted Him. There are people who have, who have heard your preaching and later as we preached, uh, I think it was last Sunday night, there were some who mocked, but there were some who said, I'll hear you again. And because you didn't see them, choose Jesus Christ, but they went and they kept thinking about that and the Holy Spirit continued to work in their heart and life and you and I need to be reminded that not everybody who has said, I don't want anything to do with that is still serving, serving this world. There are many who uh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because of our efforts. You know, for bus workers, it's discouraging. You, you, get, you get somebody coming and they move away. I tell you this morning, say, well, what, well they're not here, they're not, but there are many who are serving somewhere else. They didn't get unsaved once they left your bus. Because if you're their salvation, God, anyway. We've got to be reminded of that in our discouragement. You know, there's, there's people still serving. There's a difference that's still been made. And he reminded, let's look, let's look at a couple of them. Look at verse number 7. He departed thence and entered into a certain man's house. Named, who, was, who was one of these much people in this day? There's justice. One that worshiped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with, with all his house. Well, justice is one that worshiped God in the shadow of the synagogue. He says, Crispus, he believed on the Lord with all of his house. Here's, here's one. You think that he was, a, he, he was a, a chief ruler of the synagogue who believed on Jesus in all of his house. Here is, if you will, this would have been a chief ruler. This would have been a pastor, if you will, of the, 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 the synagogue, of the, of the temple, who trusted Christ as their Savior. Said, it's not the law anymore. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, here's a couple of reminders of those uh, that God has. And friend, you and I got to be reminded that we're just along this journey, this, 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 this life that God has given us, this missionary journey, if you will, and along the way, God is going to enable us to cross the path of people. And you and I are to do our best, every opportunity we get, to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ, invite them to the house of God, let them see in our own life uh, what God will do to make a difference. And along the way, we do everything we can, but there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be hardships, there's going to be spiritual valleys, but God says, don't be afraid. Just continue on, and, and, and don't be afraid. He says, speak. Hold not your peace. And why is it that we can do that? He says, for I am with thee. That word for indicates that you can do the first two because of this one. You can not be afraid. You can continue to speak, for I am with thee. For I have much people in this city. The end of verse number 8. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. And many, they're not named. We have the name of Justice, we have the name of Crispus, but that word many, of course, indicates that there were a lot of them 
They trusted Christ and got baptized. And why is it, Soul Winner, that you can talk to a lot of people? The Lord can use you to win a lot of people to Christ, but you remember that one door where they slammed it in your face. Sunday school teacher, you've been teaching. You've been working in ministry. You've been helping little boys and girls for 30 years. You've been helping people. You've been trying to reach people. We always remember the ones who didn't make it. We always remember the ones who turned aside. But there are much people that have been saved. There's much people who are still serving the Lord. There's much people who would have never had an opportunity, never had a chance, never had a future if it was not for our efforts along the way on this missionary journey. And if you and I are like the Apostle Paul in the fact that we're going to have obstacles, we're going to have failures, we're going to have burdens, we're going to have spiritual valleys, I believe these are some things that would be good for you and I to remember. When we're afraid, don't be afraid. Pastor, that's easier said than done. I agree. Don't be afraid to keep talking about how good God is. Don't be afraid to keep talking about what God can do in a life. Don't be afraid to tell people that there is a risen Savior, and the only way you can get to heaven and have forgiveness of your sins is through the Lord Jesus Christ. For we can do that because I am with thee. God is with us. You and I need to be reminded that God has much people. There's going to be a lot of Christians, they get to heaven, and they're going to be surprised at the number of people who are there because of them, because they did not quit, because they did not give up, because they did not turn aside. We forget. We forget this morning. Don't be discouraged. Pastor, I'm discouraged. Don't be. Well, how can you do it? Just can put your focus back on the Lord. Keep, 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 keep marching on. Let's continue on. Say, Pastor, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been difficult. And, and Pastor, as a church, we haven't always had we thought. We, oh, we've been doing just fine. We can point to a lot of souls. We can point to a lot of people who have been helped. Don't let the negatives draw our attention, draw our focus. Let's put it all on. God says, let me remind you of something. Paul may have been thinking about that imprisonment, but God's saying, yeah, you were in prison, but I was there with you. I didn't forsake you. Paul might have been thinking about those that turned aside. He said, hey, those that are trying to kill him. He said, don't worry about that. I've got much people in this city. Well, Pastor, I'm facing this obstacle, and I don't want to face it. I don't want to deal with it. And God would say, hey, don't be afraid. Have courage. Continue on. And friend, this morning on our missionary journey, these are some things that, that I know will be a help to us to remember. Father, I pray.